Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by Iron Company. Today, we're reviewing the nutritional minefield and how to sidestep most of the potential pitfalls. Just like training, we all witness an endless parade of new and improved methods, as seen on TV gimmicks, and latest options from so-called experts. And when the desired results don't come and the luster soon fades, we quickly realize that keeping it simple, stupid, is still the best policy for producing the best results. Um, now, Marty, you've been in the iron game for 50 years. You're a world champion powerlifter and have coached some of the best athletes and tier one spec ops guys on the planet. Jim, you were head uh, strength and conditioning coach for University of Pennsylvania for 20 years, and you're an accomplished powerlifter and bodybuilder. So the nutritional info you guys are going to give us today is proven, tried and true, and it's it gets real world results. Uh, it's not some fluff marketing piece with a hidden agenda. So let's go through it all. Marty, would you like to begin? Oh, actually, I think Jimmy should kick it off because he's uh, yeah, currently, the, currently experienced. And let me just set the table a little bit for him. Um, Steel competes. Uh, Jimmy, how old are you now? 50? 53, 53. 53, and he, he, he competes in bodybuilding uh, at a national level and routinely has to attain honest 5% body fat percentile while retaining all that hard-earned gym muscle. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. Anybody can starve down, right? That's easy. You just starve yourself. But to starve and to retain muscle, that's the big casino. That's the key. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the key. For, well, the real key is you got to have some muscle to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> right. who, who cares about seeing a ripped 12 inch arm yeah which we're all constantly working or, on yeah, or a rip or, or a shredded 38 inch chest right. unless it's on my wife um Boom. so that's uh so jim why don't you give them the you know the gut check real world i mean it's brutal yeah <laughs> take i mean it, the, take, take it away well when you're trying to attain that low body fat it's different than, you know, a citizen who's just trying to lose weight. Like you said, I mean, if, if you say to somebody, you know, lose 20, you lose 20 pounds in eight weeks or whatever, and they're not an athlete or a lifter. Yeah, they can, they can do that, but they look like crap. You know what I mean? The real challenge comes in, like you said, is keeping that muscle. And so you have to have a plan and the plan uh, has to be balanced where, I mean, to be honest with you, those, you're going to lose a little muscle if, if you're, Sure. you know really have a short period of time to do this and i usually gave myself a pretty short period of time because i get so bored but um you know the goal is to keep that muscle on now how do you how do you keep that muscle on that's the key you know i've had a lot of success at, at keeping fat in there um up until uh, dietary fat yeah dietary fat in there up until like five weeks to go and at that point i'm probably 10 pounds away from where i want to be and that's when I would switch to, you know, I'm still having some fat in there with the MCT oil. But MC, it, uh, MCT is fat. Right. But then I would switch out the food where there's no fat and that would be the tilapia. Um, and then, the, you know, my carbs are, are usually the sweet potatoes just because it's very easy and I, and I like the way they taste. But before that, it's 
making sure I get my protein every day um, and making sure that I'm not starving the muscle. On the one hand, on the other hand, tell them how many calories you take in on a typical day. It depends you, on the time I, I have. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Let's say, uh, let's say three weeks out. Oh, shoot, Marty. Yeah. 1200, man. How much? 1200, maybe. Now, does that include everything? Yeah, it's not much. I mean, that's that's really nut cutting time to use that expression. And, and Jim, Jim, are you really calculating the calories, or you, no, you just no? I just think I've done do. it long enough. Yeah, and uh, I can sort of tell where I am. But a lot of times, yeah. I'll say, you know, I'll have, you know, if those last three weeks, like Marty was saying, I'll, I'll have, you know, two meals and go, okay, how hungry are you? You're not looking like you want to look, and I won't. Yeah. Eat. And I just you, got, you you have to. He's he's starving. Yeah, the I mean, body, the body, time. the body is already cannibalizing itself. Okay, right. it's just is it doing it fast enough? And the, if the answer is no, then you got to starve harder. Yeah, that's right. And and you just got to make sure that you have enough of the carbs to keep that muscle in, so it doesn't burn the protein for energy. You know what I mean when you're down yeah. in, that, in that area. And that's where the MCT comes in. We've talked about that before, but you can use the MCT for energy, and that's. The last two shows I've done has made a huge difference. Let me just do a little side bubble on MCTs real quick because I want okay, you to yeah. keep keep rolling. But the, yeah. the, the interesting thing about MCTs is like alcohol, medium chain triglycerides go to the head of the oxidation line. If you drink booze, no matter what you have in your body, that alcohol is going to get preferentially burned off. The same thing with MCTs. You take, a, uh, I use a liquid, my wife uses a coconut oil, and you, those MCT calories get preferentially burned. They have the, they have the caloric density of fat, 100, 100 calories per gram, nine, uh, I'm sorry, 100 calories per tablespoon, nine calories per gram, but uh, they're virtually impossible to end up stored as body fat because they're like um, jet fuel. I mean, it's sort of like nitrous oxide, you know, it's just like, woo, it's gone. Yeah, and your body deals with it first, like you were saying. Yeah, so that's what makes it great for, for instant energy. And they really can't find any drawbacks to this stuff. No. And Jim, you were any downside. Yeah, and Jim, you were saying it helps with your mental clarity too. I, I actually I was talking with uh, John Perillo yesterday, and we were talking about this a little bit. But, uh, yeah, you talk all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to get some more protein, so I had to call. I called him up, and he answered the phone. I go, yeah, 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 you'll talk to your. So, uh, <laughs> but but just real quick, talk about the mental clarity that that the MCTs kind of give you when you're in a carb depleting state. Yeah. Well, in, in my case, I first noticed that, you know, I was would always thought, man, I'm going to write a diary. I'm going to keep notes of everything I eat, how I feel. Yeah. I never did it until I started taking the MCTs because you, you literally, and, and whoever else is out there that has done these type of diets, you literally don't want to do anything except if you have to. And you know you got to do your two cardio. Jimmy, mentally, you're fuzzy. You have nothing. You you have you're, zero. You're, fu you're fuzzy. Yeah, you, you're, you're fuzzy. You're just, it's just miserable. I mean, it, it's uh, it's such a great challenge to see if you're freaking tough enough to make it because uh, you, you know you're 
you can't wait to get to bed. You can't wait to lay around yeah, yeah. because your body's saying, hey, man, you're not giving me enough to do anything today. Well, but, you, and you're, then you're, you're, you're setting up a metabolic condition where the body is eating itself. Right. No, I mean, that's that's how we strip off body fat. I mean, that's what you do. And, and it's, a, yeah, yeah, we have to create that catabolic state where it's, it's, uh, it's cannibalism. And with the MCTs, I noticed, wow, I, I feel like writing today. You know, I'd be sitting mm -hmm. in my practice, baseball practice and I'd, yep. I kept detailed notes. And I could focus mm -hmm. on it with the MCTs. Now I was taking, I know Marty figured it out on one podcast, but like two tablespoons a meal. And sometimes there'd be four meals, you know. Okay. So that's, it's a figure a hundred. Every time you throw a tablespoon on, it's a hundred calories. So two, four, six, eight, you know. So in addition to your 1200 calories from food meals, you're probably taking in 800 calories MCT, 2000 total. That's good, man. And still losing weight. Well, know? no, stripping fat, not losing that's weight. Right. That's right. Stripping fat, maintaining muscle, stripping fat, huge difference than losing weight. Yeah. And I, I, read, I, I read a Duke University study where they, they said that I, I think they estimated that if you were on a starvation diet for an extended period, you lose muscle at the rate of like 70% to 30% fat because the body wants to hang on to the, to the fat as the last line of defense against starvation. So it'll actually, if it perceives starvation, it'll eat muscle tissue and save the body fat. What a revolting development, right? Yeah. So you end up, that's how you end up skinny fat. Yeah. And stringy, you know, and, and you know, and I've just because I've done a bunch of shows and done a bunch of diets, you know, when you're, you're feeling stringy. So you look in the mirror and you're like, ah, you know, or your weights go down uh, a bunch, yeah. like in a week or something like that. Now, now it's now it's now you're losing muscle. And so you got to you got to more MCT, maybe another sweet potato, something like that to, uh, you know, try to keep some of that muscle on. But it's you're you're operating first off uh, for any type of serious diet. I, I believe a person's got to get in touch with starvation, got to get in touch with hunger. Yes. If, if you're never hungry, are you ever really dieting? I no. mean, and I call that the uncomfortable truth that nobody it, wants it, to say. Yeah. So, well, you know, oh, the we, South Beach, oh, the, yeah. the paleo, oh, the, yeah, oh, you can, yeah. Right when you get on all that stuff, you're going to lose weight because you cut out the Cheetos, you cut out the Pop Star. Right, right. Oh, and then you're going to lose a little bit of water. Right. Then it comes down to can you take it? Yeah. You know, can you take it? And nobody wants to tell you that. That in order to get to down. Well, in order to make sales, you right. have to soften the harshness. Right, right. You know, man, I tell the story, man. I used to sit in my office at Penn and I'd be like three weeks out. And there was three steps that would go down into the weight room. And I'd have something to do or something. And I'd be like, man, that's freaking three steps. I gotta go down those three <laughs> steps right now. I might collapse. I might collapse. Yeah, I, I, and then I'm like, you got to do another hour card, man. Just screw oh, it. God, I'm gonna have somebody come to you. I'm serious. And if somebody came to see me at the office, like we had coaches visit all the time. Hey, let's, hey. you know, let me pick your brain, which I can't stand. Let me pick your brain. I would hide. I would go and sit, <laughs> on, sit on a picnic bench where nobody could see me, and I tell you know one of my assistants, tell him I'm not here, man, because I don't feel like talking. To you. I'd be like, man, why are you, why are you talking to me right now? You know, you're. You change personalities. And, and, and you have no thoughts anyway. And you have not. You don't want any. You don't. No, just saying, yeah. there's, there's, there's nothing going on. Yeah. And you, know, and you know when you're really burning, 
when you're not even hungry anymore. You're past the point and your body's like, screw yeah. it, we're going to die. Yeah. So I, I'm not hey, hey, Marty. Can you, can you can, well, I, can, I, uh, I, JP, hold the thought. I just want to ask Jimmy's thought on this because this is something that really, anytime this topic comes up, I think of, of Dr. Rich Salky, right? Yeah. And I, I loved and I wanted to expand more, and maybe you can help us, Jim, on Rich's use of the keto sticks in urine. And do, do you use that? Yes. Uh, I don't think I did it for the last show because I've, I've sort of, you know, just like a fighter. Can you, explain, now can you explain what the deal is? Well, Rich always wanted me right on the edge of ketosis. Um, and, and which I think he, because he, he thought that if I was going too deep into ketosis, then I would be burning some, burning some muscle also and have zero energy to train. So that's why he would play with the sweet potatoes, you know, and say, I'd say, Rich, I'm, I'm deep in, man, I'm dark purple or whatever. And that means deep ketosis. Okay, okay back, back, back up. First yeah. off, you go to the drugstore and you purchase keto sticks? Keto sticks you, and you urinate in it. You, urinate a little bit first when you first wake up in the morning and then then you urinate on the stick and then you read the read the color and, and what's what's good and what's bad uh light is when you're not in ketosis at all i forget the exact colors but uh dark dark purple is you know you're you're deep into ketosis yeah. and, 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 and green that, if and you're pregnant watch out for that one right Jim? and it's that simple right <laughs> yeah and you know one time i had already eaten three sweet potatoes in the morning and i tested my ketosis after that and i was i was still right on the edge you know so um i was burning stuff up so freaking fast at, the, at that point well, your man, your metabolism is yeah, you're sweating you know until the last three yes, weeks yes 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 you're sweating all the time you're you know now the last three weeks you're cold all the time because now you're not giving yourself anything we don't have any body fat. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it was amazing. I used to always be all cold all the time. If you don't have any body fat, you're close. You're very yeah. susceptible to the cold. Yes. Uh, we went to. I went to uh, lunch one time with the IFBB pro Sonny Schmidt. Sure. Yeah. He was a badass uh, at the time. Five ten. Maybe when this is off season, maybe two sixty five, but tight right many all over so i went to a chinese restaurant and um it was just like six of us so he finished his three meals and then started knocking off everybody else's leftovers and uh, with 30 minutes in he started sweating yeah <laughs> this is this is uh what this is uh when is the uh, the olympia uh march in columbus okay and he's, problem, yeah. and he's he's sweating. He's like, whoa, somebody open a window, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, when I was younger, I used to get like that all the time. When I would eat, I would if, just break if, out in if, sweats. If your metabolism is ripping, if you if your metabolism is optimally working, that's what happens. You're, when you oh, throw yeah. throw fu food fuel right on top of a raging metabolism, it burns it up like throwing log uh, dry wood on yeah. a bonfire the kindling yeah. yeah no green no green logs green logs burn partially green logs create smoke now you want mm. dry hardwood that burns completely burns hot and burns thoroughly right that's mm. what you want and that's what the the combination of cardio and and most pros are doing twice a day cardio how about you jim 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rich and big beliefs. You start Woo! off start off one one cardio session a day, first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And then, Fasted cardio. Yeah. And then you start adding sessions. And his belief, and when you're able to you have a job where you can do it, and I could because I was a strength coach, but three times a day. So 45, 45, 45 is what Ooh. I would max out at. Yeah. Now, now, Jim, what's the uh, what's the technique there? Now, we know you do the fasted cardio first thing in the morning. Is right. there some uh, preferred time like in the afternoon, uh, you know, before a meal or whatever? How do you do it then? I would do it immediately post training my middle session. So I would train. Okay. I would I would do it at like 430 in the morning, my first session. Then right after training. Now I'm super depleted then. I ain't got no glycogen left. And what so time? What, what time is that? What time is that? Uh, usually, you know, 11, 45, 12 o'clock. I would oh, noon. So your second session. Okay. Yeah. And then third would be after my last meal. So, you know, you get, you get paranoid. And so I'd be like, I'm not sitting, I'm not sleeping for eight hours with food in my belly. So yeah. I would try to burn that off before I went to bed. Um, so three sessions. So that would be around nine o'clock. Well, wait a minute. Also, you did your first, okay. Three total sessions, including yeah. your fasted cardio. Right. Now I have done an hour in the morning, an hour at night. It's freaking brutal. I mean, it's, it's just so freaking boring that I sort of like even that 15 minutes down to 45 makes a difference to me, you know? Um, and then you're not coming home and going, I got another hour to do, you know? Uh, Flex Wheeler told me in an interview one time, he said that the hardest part for him of bodybuilding was having to do a, an hour. He would do an hour walking cardio on a, a incline treadmill. And he yeah. just said, so that was just gruesome. That yeah. he, he dreaded that worse than anything. I mean, the, you know, I would love to do like a high intensity cardio thing, but it, it's just not feasible when you're on that low calories and you're busting your butt in the weight room also. Right. So, you know, I, uh, you know, I'll start off doing some stuff like that really, really fast walking weighted vest or kickboxing or whatever, but you get down to that 1200 calories, man, come on, you know, yeah. you got to pick your, what, what's most important there. You know? and, and the game is not becoming a better kickboxer. It's becoming as lean as possible. Yeah. Right. right. So Jim, you'll prefer like a sustained cardio, like a, uh, recumbent bike or something like that. Yeah. Like Rich would say, yes. Recumbent Rich would say, all you got to do is sweat Jimmy. Just yeah. get in there and sweat. If you're not <laughs> yeah. sweating, you're not yeah. working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, the mode really doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. It's the sweat. That's the coin of the realm in effective cardio. And so many people don't work even to that level. It's unbelievable. It's like you're doing cardio every day. You see them in the YMCA all the time. Same time of day, doing the same thing in the same device. And nobody ever sweats. And I had puddles that would, you know, I'd have to get a bunch of paper towels to clean up the puddles on either yeah, side. Because you're, yes, because you, and your, uh, your, what is that? The olfactory system, the system that exudes sweat, that it's real important that that work. Yeah. You can lose that ability to sweat if you don't sweat and if you don't do it for years at a time, it just, mm. it just becomes next to impossible. And that's a very important way to get, the body rids itself of toxins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've done the treadmill and stuff, but the recumbent, I can get so mindless mm. on the recumbent and the elliptical is just so feminine. I just can't do it. But the, uh, the recumbent works for me. And I, you know, I have this song, I have certain bands I listen to. I have certain, you know, I, you know, you get nuts about everything and, and, you know, I'll be like, okay, I just did my first session. Are you that hungry right now? No, you're not. 
because those guys on the Batan Death March, they didn't eat for 12 weeks. You can make it. You can make it, little boy. I'll wait another 30 minutes. And then you have that next talk with yourself. You know? uh, oh, 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 really? Because the Green Berets go four days without eating and they have to walk 18 miles. Oh, so you can't, yeah. so you can't put off your sweet potato. And then, okay. for, then for dinner, it's, yeah, well, they didn't have any uh, tuna at Stalingrad. That's right. They're, then they had uh, weevils in their rice. So, you know. And then in the off season, you're squatting. It's like, oh, what are you, a wuss? You can't, uh, you can't get one more rep, you know? So you, well, no, which you switch, you're very hard on yourself, but uh, you have to be right if you want to get to that, that, that top tier. In the off season, in the off season, it's like, oh, you can't eat those last four bites of steak. You really don't want it bad enough. Yeah, how bad do you want that muscle? Yeah. <laughs> then Jim starts bringing his family into it. Oh, that's going to be oh, hard to my family. Uh, you know, man, mental, mental trick. And you know what's funny? It's never positive. I never have used positive self-talk, ever. I've always used negative. And I, I do it with others. I'll be like, man, you can do this. You know, you're going to kick, get this rep, no problem. Right. You know, I wouldn't put it on there if I didn't believe in you. But with me, I'm like, you're soft, man. Well, well, yeah, because every, everybody has their own effect. Yeah, exactly. Self, self-talk and their own music. Yeah. But as a coach, you're very positive, right? You're not telling your kids that they're going to die if they don't get this next rep or whatever, right? <laughs> well, to be honest, it depends how, how well I know. <laughs> who it is. I've been training a kid for a while. Like, I had trained this girl. She's a great kid. But I'm always talking about her posture. And, you know, the first couple of weeks I trained her, I was like, okay, let's stand up straight. You know, let's get those erectors strong now. The other day, I'm like, your posture is sucking today. What's going oh, yeah. on? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Did she cry? No, she just stands up. No, she's tough, man. She's tough. Okay. A lot, yeah. lot more tough than a 15-year-old boy. Anyway. Uh, how, about, well, uh, how about some of the nuts and bolts? I mean, we started out of the gate, like, at the, the, the top, you know, body, getting ready for a bodybuilding show. What about people that are listening that that want to get started and aren't sure exactly what step to take, what approach? You know, how about some simple stuff yeah, well, let me, let that me, they can do? Let, let me tee that off. First and foremost, artificial foods, you got to jettison or you are not serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's separate the serious from the unserious. If it's a serious effort, all the fun stuff has got to go. Whether it's what Doritos, sweets, pastries, uh, beer, uh, beer, booze, everything, everything, soda, soda, not for me, not for me. I never drank it, but uh, you know, some people are addicted to it. So that's that's the first, and and what that is is you're cleaning up the content. Okay, great, great first start. And as Jim pointed out, listen, just cleaning up the content alone will do two things. Number one, you're going to get a detoxification effect, which is going to make you feel better. And that's going to help those neurons and electrons fire quicker and smoother. Yeah. You know, uh, so you feel better because you're getting all that, you know, those chemicals or most of the chemicals out of your system. Uh, you're allowing your insulin receptor sites to open up, cleanse, and start acting normally again. And as long as you don't overwhelm the body with, you know, this massive amounts of carbs, the, the receptor sites will do their job and, and clear the natural carbs that you take in. 
you know, in normal time, no problem. And, and that's when you, that's when you really start to make progress. But yeah, you're more efficient, get, right, Marty? You're, you're becoming. Yes. Well, you clean, you got to clean out. You got to clean up your, your body. And you do that by stop eating. What, let me ask you something, Marty, on that. Um, you know, just like I, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, some people are seriously addicted to certain foods and, and colas and stuff like that. When, when it's time to drop that stuff, what is, what is the procedure? Do you try, do you start paring it down all of it at once or one thing at a time? Or what do you think? We, we like the cheap, what meal, I'm not going to say day, yeah. Yeah. you know, come on, man, we're not going to Dunkin' Donuts at 4.30 AM to, you know, start our cheat day. I mean, you can take, you can take <laughs> it. You could take <laughs> Jim always yeah. does that. Oh, I'm going for the children. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> the, the children want the children want three dozen donuts. Yeah. That's what that's what my my wife was so embarrassed. We went through In and Out drive through one time, and we got like like eight burgers for like three people. She's like, oh my god! She starts talking about all the people waiting at, at the house when we get home to eat these burgers and stuff. I said, be quiet. Who cares? It's cheat day. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, we try to limit it to maybe cheat after each cheat evening yeah go yeah, out yeah. and have it go out and have a great meal somewhere and who the hell cares get whatever you want dessert booze have at it you'll probably make yourself sick if there's if you're hard on it six and a half days a week uh busting bad a half day a week not only will help you psychologically adhere but uh more than likely you're going to have a negative next day effect which is going to kind of calm you down a little bit on you know the this, this stuff loses its um, sensationalism over time. Yeah, for sure. So. And, and Marty, you, the first time you do that, so, so what I do with clients, if they're really getting serious, 14 days, no cheating. You got to go 14 days. Now that is, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, get, it, get yes. a good habit going. Yes. And then a lot of times they'll tell me, I don't want it. And I'm going, yes, you do. And you're going to have it because right. then they go 21 days, 28 days, and then right. they, they binge. Mm -hmm. so right. just, okay you're gonna have a meal like a regular meal you go to the diner whatever yeah. meal and dessert whatever and then the next morning they they're a little lighter you know or or they look so good wow this is amazing now i'm ready to get back on or they get so full they're ready to get back yeah, on. they give a little anabolic burst too i used yeah. to do that with the wrestlers they're like coach i'm stalling i'll be like i want yeah. you to eat 600 carbs today go, to the, go to the waffle house immediately and but, next day they'd be they lose weight <laughs> But Jim, you got to have that mental satisfaction too. You got to have that thing, that treat to look forward to, to get you through the week. And then you got to, once when you're eating that stuff, you got to have, it's got, it's got to satisfy you mentally. And then it kind of recharges you and you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next week. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. first, first you got to get the person, I call it the switch. You got to get them to turn that switch where now we're serious and now I don't care if they're, so I would get to the point where you could eat whatever you wanted in front of me. And I like that. I would like vicariously live through my kids eating ice cream. I'm like, let's go. We're going to an ice cream place, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but not if they're carrying a 27% body fat. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, you know, when you get down there some, but uh, yeah, it, it's, um, you like gotta get that which to, you gotta get this like dad not the ice cream well, place I, again i i i think that cleaning up the contents just that's just mm. the first step then right. i think think i think you need to look at 
frequency and timing. You, I think you either need to be a multiple meal type of guy. Like my, my, my wife thrives on small, clean, mini meals. Yeah, she yes, she's yeah. a great equidistant little, little <laughs> meals throughout the day. Right. Uh, I'm an intermittent, hardcore intermittent faster. I, I limit my eating to four hours a day, which allows 20 hours to undo all the, you know, my bad habits. So that works out pretty well. But in those four hours, my content's a lot rougher than hers. Right. Um, she, the, she's very, very pure, very, very organic, very vegetable oriented. And, you know, I'm like more ribs and well, meatballs. What am I having? I'm having meatballs. I got salmon and shrimp and, you know, a vegetable to me is a couple sprigs of asparagus with some rock salt. Right. But explain how the four hours works. I mean, are you like that's it, baby? Going into the kitchen with your robe on and your slippers, and you're like ready to just sit there for four hours and eat, or you get, or you I, or you? No, I don't have my ro- I don't I don't have my robe on at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yes, you do. Unless you're a true man of leisure. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured Martin with robe slippers, man. Come on. He, he got uh, I've like, seen pictures. Uh, like the dude in the big Lebowski. <laughs> Just wear it all the time. <laughs> but but are you eating? You're not eating the whole four hours. So what do you do? No, you no, normally. No, well, normally I look forward to it. I, I'll make some great protein. Like, what am I having today? Oh, today I'm having meatballs. I've got a, found some really excellent sausage. Yeah. So mm. I mix sausage and I've got this organic ground beef from the Mennonites. So I'm going to make ground beef and sausage with panko breadcrumbs and uh, Parmesan cheese and egg. And, and they're sitting in the refrigerator. They're rolled up. I'll bake them to 125 and then dump them in some homemade marinara sauce. Tonight, I'm going to have them over saffron rice. Mm. Right. And I look forward to that. So I get, that's my protein, but now I might have as a, a snack. I've got this really excellent tasting peanut butter. Yeah. Right. So I'll have some of that one. Uh, and, you know, I, I have bread. I have a couple slices of bread a day. No big deal. You know, might be oh, a I sand- just spoon it out. I just spoon it out, right? Yeah, I know. But I, I do. I, I, I prefer to put it on some bread because I'm a human. <laughs> you already told me that you like to the scoop culture. out the peanut butter and eat it off the spoon, too. I prefer to put it on something, but I will eat it straight if, you know, left yeah. with nothing to lather it on. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but, so, so then, but think about your timing. Everybody, I, I think if you just do three square meals that you might be missing an opportunity for, um, you know, to blast yourself out of whatever's nutritional stagnation you find yourself in, particularly if you combine clean up the content along with, hey, let's try some new different meal frequency yeah. approaches. And, you know, I think in a perfect world, you might swing back and forth between the two. Like maybe you do 12 weeks where you do the, uh, I think the multiple meal thing is fine. I think it's great. Um, but you could you could alternate that with periods of intermittent fasting to just create contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you stale, if you find yourself stale, <clears throat> well, why not a radical shift in the frequency? Nobody really thinks about frequency. Everybody just kind of 
eats whenever they eat. Most people eat three times a day. And I think that's fine too. And I think that can be managed. And, you know, if you clean up your content and pay attention to your volume, sure, three times a day can work, but why not some exciting variance if your life allows for it? Yeah. But on the intermittent fasting, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have done this back when you were really, you know, uh, serious about, well, you're always serious about strength training, but when you were competing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's different goals. Yeah, because back then you you were, we were just slamming calories from the time we woke up to the time we went to bed and it didn't matter. Anything that came in our path, we ate it. Yeah, wasn't that so much fun. But we had the type of metabolism. We were, you know, when you were in your 20s and early 30s and and you're really crushing it uh, every week a little bigger, every week a little stronger, every week a little bigger, every week a little stronger. You know, you, you, you train like a savage with these guys that are above you. Then you eat, you have to eat to survive. If you don't eat, you don't, you can't make it. Yeah. You, right. you just won't last. You can't recover session to session. And we had to sleep, you know, uh, you had to sleep like a bear. If you, if you were, if you have problems sleeping, you also, you, yeah, this is going to wear you down, brother. That would be a time. If you have stress in your life, then do some uh, bodybuilding, get into a lean out phase. You know, it's like, Hey, you're not going to food's going to, you're not going to want food anyway, when you're stressed out. So let's go the other direction. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the intermittent fasting and the frequent meals, I got this girl I'm training. Uh, She's, you know, she's, she's way up there in weight. And so what I'll do with her is she's a binge eater. And so what I'll do with her is I'll say, no, no more than two hours should ever go by without you eating one of these meals I want you to eat. Right. Right? And then she, she doesn't get in that prolonged period between meals where she just goes to the cupboard and goes crazy. You you pre-fatigue yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want that food, you know, um, because she's never hungry. That's right. And then eventually what I'll do when she really starts to lose it. Now she's in a, on a roll and her confidence is real high. OK, we're going to not eat till 11 today. Just yeah. want you to not eat till 11. Um, you know, you're just going to skip that first meal or whatever. And then you can start to extend it and then you can fluctuate it. And OK, this week. Now we're going to go back. Now we're going to go back to the frequency like you were saying. Right. But, uh, we, and that'll we, give us something to look forward to. And what ha- what the beauty of the fasting is, is that you don't want to get all your maintenance calories in. You almost can't sometimes, you know, if you give yourself that short window. Right. And so you're losing weight by doing that. You can't get the calories in that you're usually eating every day. Also, it's only a sh- now a four hours is, is pretty tight. And it took me a while to get there. I think most people do six, a six hour window. Yeah. But the thing about it is, regardless of how big the window is, is, is that's the only time you have to fight the battle. Right. You're, not, you're not fighting the diet food battle all day long because the rest of the time, you're not eating. Right. Now, I think JP's question may be rephrased a little bit, is could you use this in conjunction with the mass building phase? And I don't think so. I don't think that that's really what it's for. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just too long of a span. Oh, I think if I was going to go on a mass building phase, I think I'd love to go on this six meal a day kind of thing, right? And start out with, you know, whatever, 800 calories a pop and then push that up to, you know, if I were a kid up to, you know, 2000 
calories a meal, you know, six times a day, you got something, right? Yeah. You know, and I think some people are working around their health as well. I think if you've got diabetes or hypoglycemia, I think you have to take a different approach. You know, Jim talks about meal frequency. Now I have to be careful with hypoglycemia sometimes in the morning. If I don't have something good to eat, uh, like a bowl of oatmeal or something first thing in the morning, and I have coffee and I've read where coffee can bring on hypoglycemia. Mm. Um, I'll start to get the shakes and um, it, there's this tremendous hunger that comes on you. And at that point, it's like Jim said one time, it's like after you, you've been drinking a few beers, uh, you know, all your inhibitions go away yeah. and you'll just eat whatever. Yeah. And when your sugar goes low like that, I mean, I will go eat five sandwiches or or if there's a box of donuts, I'll, I'll eat that whole thing and be looking for more. I mean, the, the hunger is, an, is intense. So if you now, can do you keep think that away. You, do you think that's because you've trained your body to eat so frequently? Well, yeah, that. And uh, it's just, you know, for me with that hypoglycemia, now that's not something I get every day. It's once in a while. And it's happened for years and years. But I have to make sure that I have that frequency dialed in so that I don't get that way. Cause if I am, you know, really dialed in on my diet or whatever, that'll just blow the whole thing up. Yeah. And then of course, if you have diabetes and, and something like that, you, same thing. I mean, you really have to watch that stuff as you go. So all this stuff uh, that we're talking about is pretty much for the masses that kind of excludes that. So if you have any problems like that, definitely, uh, research that a little bit more. So Marty, when you, when you have them, re, uh, cut, cut down or eliminate the sodas, pizza, beer, sweets, do you recommend alternatives? Yeah. You know, it's funny. See, this is why you're, you're, you're like the amazing Kreskin. You're a bit of a mind reader. Okay. Because I was just about to bring up that Perillo years ago came up with this genius move where John's uh supplements are really really he's really got the taste down so we we devised this strategy called the chocolate switch out so it it was for a lot of people have um intense sweet tooths chocolate joneses you know they're sweets and candy bars and you know, hardcore stuff. That's their, that's, you know, that's their guilty pleasure. So what John and I worked up is that, say you wake up and you have a chocolate high protein shake along with a, a chocolate almond coconut energy bar. Mm -hmm. Then you, whatever you have your regular, if, you know, if you're still eating, you have your, whatever your oatmeal or whatever bodybuilders eat. And then, you know, when you have your second meal, you have a, uh, a chocolate uh, high fiber bar, which right. tastes incredible. And then later on, after you train, you have chocolate 50, 50 plus. And then he's got some of these engineered foods where you can create like um, brownies and cakes and stuff. So at night you create a, a cake made with MCT oil and protein powder which tastes pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, you know, like you go yeah. down to the bake shop, but I'm telling you, it's not bad. Um, and so you're, those that have the, the affinity toward the sweets, they're getting that their, their 
chocolate fix all day long. They're getting this sweet tooth satiated. And it really works because they say, you know, we don't feel like we're missing chocolate. Plus, every time that they do supplement up, it's actually beneficial instead of detrimental. Right. You're I agree with you. But if, if you're having to eat chocolate four times a day, you got to look at <laughs> You, you got to look at some mental recalibration. No, I think. no, no. We're not. Um, we're not suggesting that they are, but they are binging on chocolate. They're people who like chocolate. So what we're doing is we're saying we're going to satiate your chocolate craving every day, all mm -hmm. day long. Because you know what? That way you're not going to have any urge for chocolate. Okay, because you're going to have this stuff all the time and it tastes well, you guys have tasted John's stuff. I mean, it's tastes delicious. Well, he makes brownies too. Like, yeah, you know, he's got yeah, brownie yeah, mix. Yeah, stuff. man. He's got contest cookies, all this stuff. And contest cookies. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, you, I know. this stuff tastes good. So, but that's the point is that you, you switch out the detrimental sweet treats for you know, beneficial supplements that, that will actually satiate that taste yeah. without the sugar and without the high fructose corn syrup. So I would take yeah. uh, sweet potatoes, put them in a the fridge and then I'd wait a little while till they got cold. Then I'd take cinnamon and a little uh, Splenda and sprinkle it on them. That was a trick I used. You know what, Jim? That's like that's like eating sweet potato pie. I was just having a try uh, it, man. I'm telling you, I was having a sweet potato the other day. Yeah. I cooked it where it was so soft, and I was having lunch with my wife, and I said, "Man, this is." I started thinking thinking of sweet potato pie, and this thing to me tasted. It was so sweet and good. Yeah, and it's a sweet potato. It's good for you. Another thing I would do is I would get protein powder, like cookies and cream protein powder, whatever, and then I'd make it into a pudding. And mm -hmm. I was talking to my son about this yesterday. He said I was weird, but I would actually like it a little chunky, you know, yeah. Yeah. some kind of satisfaction you get yeah. from that. It's like a, uh, a, par, a parfait dessert. Yeah. And it's, it's, so you forget what a real cookies and cream pudding would taste like because your, your taste buds are so uh, activated, Am I guess. Amplified. Amplified. And so having that, you're like, wow, because you don't know, you forget what it tastes like to have a piece of cake and stuff like that. So you think this is just amazing when you get deep into it. Um, now I would cut that out after a while, but for the first few weeks, I would have that every night, every night. Stacy gets some of this organic half and half that she mixes in her coffee. So I stole a big cup of it the other day to mix up a Perillo orange cream, something or other. Oh my God, it was so delicious. It was just incredible. It was like, if I had gotten this at a, soda shop in fifth avenue i would have been thrilled yeah. i would have been thrilled i was like this is delicious <laughs> so yeah yeah so and again this is part of the 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 overarching diet strategy is that there are foods that we eat that are perfectly acceptable and we need to double up on those foods right while eliminating the detrimental the detrimental ones like a lot of times if you love chicken well, eat a lot of chicken. Yeah, eat a lot of it. That's right. Yeah. And, and a lot. And, and starting off, I always tell people just eat more of the food I'm recommending. So if you're going to get to that, there's so many people, and especially in my experience, a lot of women who solve a lot of problems and stress by eating. You know, for me, 
if I have, if I'm worried about something or whatever, I'm going to go have a couple beers and that, that relaxes me or that, that takes away something, you know, it makes me um, relax. But a lot of these clients I have, their stressful day, that release they have is eating junk. Right. You know, that's, that's right. You, you gotta, you gotta realize that when you're going in that, you know, that's, that's a real issue. So, but if you have a cookies and cream or a Perillo bar right. or a delicious shake ready right. to go, then you use that to, 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 to quench that urge. Right. And to change and habit. And it's got to be ready to go. It can't be something that you have to prepare. I mean, you can mix up a shake, but I'm right. just right. saying that it's got to be instant gratification because that's when you want it. You want it immediately. And it's like, all right, let's have a uh, Perillo coconut almond bar, 220 calories, 20 grams of protein, 37 carbs. I mean, no sugar and some MCTs and it's delicious. And I tell you, after you eat one of those, uh, you're, you're probably not going to be hungry for what it was that you were craving. Right. You know, Zach uh, Evanesh asked me, that, I think it was him, he asked me the other day, he goes, does Perillo sponsor you guys? I said, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we just like the stuff. It's good. It's potent. That's yeah. Um, so, can, we, can we talk about more about the food, the basic foods? Like, let's talk about proteins and, and uh, fibrous carbs and all that stuff. So, you know, what's our go-to foods? What can people well, cook up for and not have to worry all right, I'm going to turn it over to Jim. But first off, if it's not protein, fat, or fiber, it's undigested sugar. And sugar spikes insulin. And there can be no fat burning if there's insulin in the system. So we have to create conditions where we're insulin free and then have some good fasted cardio workouts or some weight training that amps up the metabolism. Also, protein and fiber cause the metabolic rate to bump up. It, the body has to gear up to digest protein and fiber because they're hard to digest. So you get a little metabolic bump there, right? You get a big metabolic bump from an exercise session, from a cardio session, you get a big metabolic bump. From a hardcore resistance training session, you get a big bump. If you're doing multiple sessions, you get more bumps. The more bumps you get during the day and sustain it, that's how you create that raging metabolism where is and when you get into that metabolic sweet spot all you got to do is throw clean fuel into the body and you just get bigger and leaner and as long as you don't do anything to mess it up now you can't have no cheat days when you hit that because you're in the pocket right you don't want to jostle yourself out of it you're perfect and as long as you stay perfect every day and I, we've seen bodybuilders do this on a repeated basis and it it's in complete defiance of the energy balance equation which is sacrosanct and the idea that oh well if you take in 3000 calories and you eat 5000 calories you're going to get fat well not necessarily uh, if you have a blazing fast metabolism and you've got a walking around with a 9% body fat percentile and you've got a jacked up metabolism, you can eat way more than your caloric break even. And you, not only will you not get fat, you'll add muscle and lose fat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's can't, they say, well, that's impossible. And it's like, no, it's not impossible. We've seen evidence of this for 40 years 
all bodybuilders at, at the elite level can attain that. Jim, you've done it. Yeah. Like coming off a hard contest, like, okay, you finish your competition and it's, you know, now it's time and you can carve up and you can have at it. <laughs> He's laughing. Tell us why you're laughing. It's crazy. Oh man. You know, I, I, I look down, I pull my socks down and you, I've been, you can see where the sock line is and my <laughs> legs are pushing out because I've eaten so many steaks and uh, stuff like that. And you can, you can do only do it for so long. In fact, it's pretty unhealthy for you to do it, but you know, you're, it, I always picture myself like on a deserted island with nothing. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in a, a buffet somewhere and, and the, the, with the contest diet being the deserted island, you know, uh, well, you're, Jim, Jim, may I tell you now, do you like to invoke the Batan death march in, yes. in your training? So let me tell you a Batan death march story. Okay. As you know, General Wainwright was in charge of the defenders at Batan. When they, liber when they liberated the Bataan defenders, they threw a buffet for them and they set up a, a long table with all foods and all the stuff that these guys hadn't seen in, what, three years. When, when Wainwright got to the milk, he fainted. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was brutal, man. Yeah. yeah. Just seeing the milk. Yeah. And they had to watch the guys didn't die because they would just keep stuffing themselves. And, because yeah. mentally, you never want to be deprived again. Exactly. You but Jim, you're talking about, <laughs> for yourself, after a show, you're talking about the anabolic burst, which, by the way, uh, we just posted Marty's article, the anabolic burst, yeah, creating uh, metabolic amnesia. It's up on the site now. So um, that's, like you said, where you come off and you're just eating everything. And how, how much weight would you typically gain the week following a show? Oh man, I'd be, I'd be 199 at the show. I'd be 230, uh, 225. <laughs> In a week? Yeah, man. Oh, you got to remember now, I've depleted my sodium before the show. Yeah. I've been drinking nothing but distilled water. He's, um, he, so he, a lot of that is He's, he's artificially depleted. Yeah. Right. So, so when, he, but, when he goes back to normal, he swells. Yeah. Right? And that's the, what the bodybuilders in the 80s finally figured out. They were like, damn, we look so much better three days after the competition. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should like do this three days before the competition. Yeah. The problem is they get paranoid about spilling over and looking smooth. If, you know, if I have that, what's going to happen? Because you're so in tune and you're, and you're so, been dieting for so long, you don't want to mm -hmm. screw it up at the end. Right. But I, I think most people are undercarbed probably. Um, but they're just paranoid about it, you know. Plus, plus Jim, that that three days after the show, five days after the show, you put your shirt on. How much better does that feel? You like, mean, yeah, because... this is more like it. Oh. <laughs> the arms fill out, the chest fills yeah. out. You know, it's not sagging on you like it was before. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get down to where because I usually wear a thirty-six waist, and thirty-fours are hanging off me. I got to wear a tight belt. Yeah, and, that, and then, then back to the thirty-six is pretty fast. After that. Yeah. But, uh, you well, know, I, the smart thing to do, and Marty was warning me, you know, this is a good time to put on muscle, da, da, don't go crazy. The smart thing to do is to sort of regulate it, like have some cake or whatever, but don't eat the whole cake. You don't really need it. You don't really have to have it. And then you can take advantage of that without putting on a bunch of fat. The problem is if you've starved yourself so much, you don't want to hear that. You want to eat, you know, you want to eat silly. You want to eat ridiculous amounts. I, th I think you. I think you can for till whenever 
you spill over everybody's and and let's define spillover what happens this is a cool term i come up metabolic amnesia the a competitive diet a competitive bodybuilder will diet so hard and so restrictively and for such a long period that when they put regular food back into their body there's just this short window of time where the body literally forgets how to make fat mm. right so if it can't make fat it either makes muscle or it excretes it or it uses it for energy but now that spillover occurs when the body remembers oh this is how we make fat and then if you keep pu pushing in you can push in excessive calories and supercompensate during this period of metabolic amnesia. And if you do that, you can gain whatever, a little guy, 10 pounds, a big guy, 25 pounds, and you, with no loss in your degree of muscular separation and delineation and hardness. But if you put, take it 24 hours too far, you spill over and everything's ruined. Yeah, so if, if you can stop the metabolic burst and don't be greedy, then at that point, that's when you start putting the sanity back into the, the eating and trying not to, not to go from 199 to 235 in six days. <laughs> yeah. Jim, <laughs> let's talk about the different food types. Uh, we were going to segue into that, but uh, um some, you know, anybody out there just, uh, you know, average Joe, they're wanting to drop some body, body fat and uh, get into shape. I mean, let's go over the food types, proteins. I mean, what can people eat? They can eat all they want of chicken breast, uh, lean steak, all that stuff. Can they eat chicken breast with the skin on it? Can they have steak with fat on it? I mean, what's the guidelines for I mean, all it this? It depends on where you're going to go. So if you're going to go 50 carbs are under a day like De Pasquale talks about. Yeah, you can have the chicken with the skin. And yeah, you can not worry about uh, cooking your steak and butter and stuff like that. You know, uh, if you're going to have some carbs and we talk about this all the time, you can't have both. You know, you can't can't go crazy on the carbs and the fat or you're going to get fat. Well, then you have the Italian diet. And which one's that? Carbs and fat combined. Yeah. And then for when you're young, wow, you can do that. And then when you get older, you're, you're sitting there you know, huge, you know, uh, um. well, we've been talking about that. That's one of the easy steps that people can take is separate those two, separate the carbs and the fats. So an example of that, Jim would be like a skinless chicken breast and maybe some brown rice for lunch. Right. And yeah. then uh, for dinner, yeah, maybe some, some steak and a salad or something like that. Right. Yeah. And I would say that last meal doing like that, JP is a smart way to do it. Cause you don't have that, that sugar in your system before you go to sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, now you can body, your body can just worry about the, building, building muscle. The, the elite guys will actually stop taking in starch carbs past four o'clock in order to deepen the depth of the fast for the next morning's cardio session. Mm, okay. And that's one of the things I use with clients. Okay. No carbs after eight tonight. If they really, you know, if they're a late night binge eater or something like that. Well, if you, if you take your last starch carbs at four, then you do a cardio session. Oh, yeah, man. Ooh. And then you do the next one in the morning. Without yeah. yeah. Then you're really cutting into the fat. Yeah, that's, that's good right there, man. That's good. 
What, what kind of carbs do you usually suggest that people eat? I mean, are you one to say, you know, have the brown rice and not the white rice? Or I don't think you care about that, do you? Well, I honestly think that if you're not having fiber with your carbs, you're stupid when you're trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So you got to have, you know, the sweet potatoes or, you know, even a white potato with the skin is not, not that far off of a sweet potato. I just have these these superstitions that a white potato makes me fat, that white rice makes me fat, that brown rice, that you can't get cut like that. Um, and that's just in my head. But uh, I, I think, and, and see, Perillo's got the right idea, and I want to talk about this before, but when you go to Wawa or Royal Farms or whatever, and you look at the protein bars, man, read the labels. There's no fiber in, in three quarters of those bars, and it's all just sugar. You might as well have a Snickers. That sugar has fat in That has uh, fat I'm gonna, 17 I'm, grams of fiber in one of those bars it's you know what i'm saying so you got and that, with only 120 calories and 21 grams of protein and no sugar right so so that's mm. a, that's a good choice but you know back to my point as many vegetables as you want many as you want man load up I and mean, green greens better but a huge romaine a huge uh, baby spinach salad i eat a lot of spinach um i, I eat a lot of coleslaw uh, which is with nothing on it but coleslaw uh, chopped up raw cabbage, but spinach was a mainstay also. Um, you know, the problem with cooking is you don't get that crunch. I always like some kind of crunch. So now I would why, have now that. Why, why spinach so much? You just like it or you're doing it for the yeah. iron or? No, I like the way it nutrients? tastes. I like the way it tastes. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's got that pop, Popeye fixation. Yeah, and, and <laughs> rice, cauliflower, all that stuff. You know, you go crazy on You, you can't, <clears throat> I told you that. I may have said this just on the last podcast, but you know, I, I was a couple weeks out of a show and man, I was hungry and I had two heads of cabbage and I called Rich and I said, Rich, man, I, I blew it. I blew it, Rich. And he's like, what'd you do, Jimmy? What'd you do? You know, he thought I ate a whole cake or something. I was like, I had two heads of cabbage instead of one, Rich. And he said, Jimmy, you can have as much cabbage as you <laughs> And you're like, oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and he'd been there, so he, he understood. <laughs> you got to have somebody to bounce that stuff off of, man. So you know, well, I like the fibrous carbs, and I think it's. Yeah. I think you have to. I mean, I think it depends. So, you know, I, I had a girl I trained. I mean, you guys know Tracy. Tracy uh, would I would give her 50 grams of rice or oatmeal before her training, and 50 grams of rice or oatmeal after her her training. She's not going to get fat that way, but it gave her enough to get through the workout and and facilitate her recovery after the workout you know mm. um and but you, it depends on the individual also as far as what they can take and what they can't take right yeah. um yeah you either move the scale or you don't right right and that's what? why in the beginning those little changes the sodas pizza beer sweets make a big difference man yeah. they're, they're yeah. dropping a couple thousand calories at least a week yeah and, that, and that's how they develop momentum and from momentum comes enthusiasm and then all of a sudden every week they're setting prs and training and they're getting faster in their cardio and they're getting fitter and they're getting more detox because they, and then they get deeper that causes them to redouble the effort right yeah wins constant wins and, and a win can be anything a win can be a pound on the bar or a win can be a pound lost you know and, and i think you have, the coach has to emphasize that gains 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 right. gains numeric that's the great thing about what we do it's all numeric sets reps poundage right. distance duration time frequency this can all be converted into numbers it's not like being a gymnast 
where you go, oh yeah, I thought that triple Lindy was much better than Donna's, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> Right. That, that, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, that's subjective. We live in an extremely objective uh, universe and, and it makes uh, obtaining gains somewhere, somehow. You can, keep, you can keep gains occurring in cardio, resistance training, uh, body weight manipulation, um, and it's magical and it, it's yeah. just a combination of what you put in your mouth and what exercise you do. And it's, it's really is that simple. Yep. One thing we didn't really talk about, we kind of touched on it maybe a little bit, but, uh, we've been talking about it more and more. And Jim, I think this is one of the things that Rich Salky was talking about on his last podcast that really made sense. Uh, as far as portions, and what did Rich say about portions? And it, it just totally made sense. I forgot what he said. What did he say? He said, starve, people. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, he, he said, if, you, if you're satiated, you've eaten too much. Right. Push, push away. P That's push away from the table. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, stop. He said, stop doing four reps with your knife and fork. Yeah. That's right. But, but Jim, you're you know somebody or or train somebody that just started doing that, and they said just from that they're making they're making some uh, noticeable changes. Pounds. Yep, they lost twenty, 20 pounds. pounds since they listened to Rich's podcast. No, this is an experienced trainer, man. This is a guy who's been training for years, um, and, and, and and he don't have time to fool around or pretend or use fake methods or try to fool right. anybody. He just lays it out there. Look, dude. If you want it, here's the game plan. Let's go. If you can't handle it, that's fine. Next, you know. Yeah. And some can and some can't because it's 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 harsh. <laughs> right? It's hard, is that what you said? Harsh. 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 Yeah. It's not, not it's not they're not easy. You know, you gotta get in touch with the hunger, you gotta be slightly in the starb side, you have to pay particular attention to the razor's edge between recovery and overtraining, which is real. Overtraining, there really is such a thing. You see it in when, the way that they treat obese people at the big national clinics where they, they make them do endless cardio, submaximal cardio. Well, I'm thinking about even the, the, the top medical weight loss clinics where they have the, the heavy people, they make them sit on a stationary bike and they do hours and hours and hours of pedaling each day and they keep them on 800 calorie a day diets. And of course, you know, it's, it's tragic because that's, that's exactly the wrong way to go about it. And they can, that's why I had a good friend who lost from 300 pounds to 100 to 200 pounds. Damn. And, and he was just as fat as he was at 300 <laughs> because he had, he had replicated his same body fat percentile. You, you follow me? He just had created a miniaturized version of his old fat self. Because he, just, he didn't eat correctly. It's, he starved diet. Starved diet. Yeah, yeah just starved. He starved. And he, he, he was a... And he was a big walker. He walked, so he'd walk, I don't know, whatever, five miles a day or something. And, you know, walk and start, walk and start, walk and start. We call that concentration camp fitness. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, what, what do they do in a gulag? They overwork the inmates and then they starve them. So how is that different? Yeah. You overwork them, starve them. What's going to happen? You're going to end up with a weak, emaciated, rundown, lacking of energy, 
what the immune system is going to be destroyed. Yeah. That's not what we want. We want healthy, vibrant, uh, we want muscle, right? We just want the fat off the muscle and we've built muscle. Did he, gain that weight back? Did he gain that weight back? No, no, no. He was too vain. He stayed, he stayed okay. where, stayed where he was. And he's, but, but now he became a, he became a fundamentalist preacher and he was going to tell me how to do it. Mm. Right. Because he had done it. And so therefore, you know, he just became ridiculous in his, he proselytized like he was a preacher <laughs> oh, about this. Oh yeah. Oh my That's God. That's the worst, man. That's the worst. And I'm saying, I'm saying anyway, anyway, yeah. So yeah, I'm, good. Well, let me, I'm good. I'm good. Let me ask you a question about that along those lines. What, what's an acceptable uh, range of weight loss per week? If you're trying to retain as much muscle as possible, you're not bodybuilding. You're not, you're not entering a show or anything. Per, Would you per, say a pound? Perillo suggests one pound per hundred pounds of body weight max. Yeah. So in other words, if you weigh 300 pounds, how about a three pound a week weight loss? If you weigh 200 pounds, no more than a 200 pound week weight loss. If you weigh between 100 and two, 200, how about a one to one pound to maybe one and a half pound a week? Yeah. Okay. Right? Uh, but if you lose a pound and a half a week for 10 weeks, that's 15 pounds. And if you have lost fat and added a little bit of muscle, that's sensational. Look totally different. Yeah. Right. And, and really the more out of shape you are, the more likely it is that you can pull something off like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the, a huge key with all this, we haven't really touched on is sustainability. What can you sustain? Um, that's why I asked if he gained that weight back because I was just listening to this podcast yesterday. Ninety-five percent of people that that go on a diet and lose weight gain it all back because know? it's not just like you said the right. the the diet is not sustainable for normal human right. So existence. what can you what can you live with? You know that's sort of the thing. Like what is your lifestyle and what you know, um, you know, are you going to be able to to have? So so I've trained myself and you guys have too that every meal should have some protein in it, right? Not not everybody thinks like that. Oh yeah, you're but right. But we always think, well, I got my protein. Oh, okay, and then and what kind of carb am I gonna have? I'm gonna have some vegetables or potato, whatever. But you gotta have protein in every meal, right? And you know, it's it's a train well, that's, of that's what we like. Well, yeah, we like it, but it, we also know, okay, this is this is essential, right? Food is, yeah, not, food is a tool for us. But we like it. No, it's not, it's delicious. It is it's it's delicious, but it's, it's delicious and I love it. It's, and it's a tool as far as building muscle, gaining strength. It's, it's, uh, it's a piece of the puzzle. You got to have it. Yeah. But we like eating animals and well, seafood. And yes. We that. like eating, but it's delicious. It's, right. There's multiple reasons behind the eating. Uh, and you know, the good thing is, is that the stuff that we like us three is it good for you? You know what I mean? Is the stuff that will keep your muscle well, on, you know, that, that all well, that. Yeah. Like crab yeah. mac and cheese down at Shuckers and uh, beer. Uh, what I mean is the protein sources are, are, are not like, Oh my God, I got to have, you know, steak. I mean, come on, man. A steak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's yes. no, that's no sweat. Yeah. It's not a Brussels sprout. No. No. But, but I mean, this kind of parallels, if you think about it, it's not as hard as you think uh, to figure out. It's, it's hard, just like our weight training is, you know, we're always talking about, um, you know, uh, 
maximum uh, intensity and all that stuff. You got to have that, but it's not, it's not as hard as you think if you'll just do it, if you'll follow the basic guidelines, the diet kind of of parallels our minimalistic approach on training. It's, it's, it's easy. You just got to get the foundation and, and do it. You know, what's, it's not to, what is the goal? Generally speaking, we have two, one of two generalized goals. We either want to go through a phase where we're looking to add lean muscle mass, or we want to go through a phase where we're looking to get maximally lean. Right. Right. So then based on one of those two goals, then everything else you kind of have to reverse engineer. I think we talked about that JP, didn't we reverse engineering? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. You know, so, but, um, let me, let me ask you, um, we've, we've about got enough information here. I think I just wanted to ask both of you real quick. What is the, what's the best all around diet that, that, you guys have been doing this for a long, long time and gone through many different kinds, you know, intermittent fasting and all kinds of things. But for each of you, what was the best all around diet that you've ever done as far as effectiveness, ease of use, just, you know, just one that, uh, that really sticks out. Well, I, I'm, I know myself, I'm not going to prep food. I hate, I even hate the word. Oh man, I'm mm-hmm. prep phase. Stupid. Uh, so I need something quick. And, you know, sweet potatoes are quick and beef is quick. Sweet potatoes, beef and chicken. That's, that's what's sustainable for me. Um, yeah. And it's something I like, you know, yeah. I mean, you mix sweet potatoes with some beef and a little seasoned salt, man. To me, that's, that's one of my favorite meals. So I can sustain on that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you're not, you're not spiking insulin uh, too much with that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's got the protein you need to, as the building blocks and all that. So, um marty what do you like the best uh, some featured protein of the day depending upon what's seasonally appropriate and available because that's mm-hmm. how we shop we want seasonally appro- appropriate locally sourced proteins and produce so that'll tell the tale like what did i get oh i came across some really sensational um steelhead trout so hey that's what mm-hmm. that's what i've been eating the hell out of uh, and some, and crazy, some, some good sized shrimp. So it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're having fun with that. Right. Cause that's what's available right now, but that I kind of like that. And then I need to try to Stacy, if she was here, she would make such a face at me if I'd say, Oh yes. Yeah, so all my vegetables. It's like not too much. Yeah. Not too much. Some asparagus. I like, I like spinach. Oh, those green beans you make are damn good. Yeah, yeah, green beans with bacon. Yeah, but you know, it's the and carrots. We love carrots. So. The bacon that makes it good. <laughs> yeah, well, you can saute that in olive oil. I mean, anything in olive oil is going to taste good, right? Pretty much. Yeah, you, yeah, you can do vegetables just about anything. So anyway, but but fiber, fiber and protein go together because the the fiber acts as a kind of a rotor rooter yeah, scour. For the internal organs, and if you just eat protein, 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 you build up an excess bile, and that can create some internal organ problems. Some top bodybuilders have actually melted their guts because they've taken in so much protein and nothing to to push it through or to clean those those walls. So, yeah, but, fiber, but fiber and protein go together. 
Yep, but now, when you say when you say too much protein, like give an example, how many grams a day are these guys eating? Oh without, yeah, right? yeah, tons and tons and tons, and you know, four hundred grams a day of food. Yeah, yeah. right. Of chicken well, breast and yeah, and well, the tuna, rice and, the rice and the rice and the rice, and there's no yeah. there's no fiber. Well, yeah. I think some of these guys go, Jim. Don't they go as high as? I mean, the pro guys go as five to seven hundred grams of protein a day, depending. Yeah, I mean, and they and they're the substances they're taking, they can assimilate that protein a lot better than normal people. But, exactly. take, but, but yeah. the point is, is if you take in nothing but sludge, yeah, rice and protein, you know, you really need to take some fiber in because again, that act like a rotor rooter, right? So that's right. that's that's an important point. Okay, so what you guys are doing is just basic natural eating. I mean, what else is there, right? The alternative is all the, the crap everybody else is eating that's spiking insulin. So everybody kind of knows the answers. It's yeah. that's already, you know, they just don't want to really be that's reminded right. of it. That's right. I mean, well, we want a shortcut. We want a shortcut. We want a way that we're able to, to eat the foods that we like when we like and be yeah. told that that's fantastic and you'll lose tons and of you'll weight. Lose weight. And you'll lose weight. And you'll look great and it'll be painless and easy. And, and yeah. you know, you know, and it's just that's a myth that never dies, and it continually makes people money because they like come the out with the new the new diet, uh, the the fad diet of the year. You know, the I think, the, and I don't want to say South Beach was fad because I never read it, but I think for two and a half years, the South Beach diet was the top selling book in the United States of any kind. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. And, you know, there's formulas for all these things. There's there's anticipated shelf lives for, you know, uh, diet strategies as well as uh, products and things like that as seen on TV. You know, this, it's such a science. Um, and then, you know, they're they're here today and gone in six months. And it's like, OK, they're, now they're on to the next thing. And it's yeah. it's like it was just like Hendo said a couple of weeks ago. We know what works. All the rest is just shtick. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it's and it's as uh, Steel said earlier that it's the inconvenient truth yeah. that it's it's hard and harsh and cold, but that's how you leverage gains. It'd be great if we lost body fat with reasonable, sensible <laughs> methods, but that doesn't really cut it. You kind of got to get a little little crazy a little extreme in order to shock the body into giving up that body fat yeah. if you don't if you don't sweat and if you don't really get in touch with hunger how are you going to lose body fat <laughs> right I, you know how does it happen right. you know you conjure it off you get creskin to you know will it off i don't you know you really have got to got to bust sweat in some cardio some way shape or form you pick the mode and combine that with some tight eating. And we love weight training, so fit that in and hold the course. But if you do that and get rid of those refined chemical foods, you'll see gains within the first, you'll see, you'll feel better within the first seven days. You'll start seeing stuff within the first 10 days and you'll definitely see progress in the first two weeks all your lifts are going to go up your body weight's going to go down and you're going to feel better and then you'll be hooked then the momentum sets in right 
and the enthusiasm. And then you're off to the races because every week you improve, every week a little lighter, every week the lifts go up, every week the cardio times and distances improve, every week you feel better. And finally, you feel like you're getting traction after all the wasted efforts and the wasted years and the bogus systems. And now all of a sudden it's like, man, this is really working. Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that again. You know, you say to yourself, I don't want to be that guy anymore. I don't want to feel like that crap again. You know? Yeah. And you wake up and you're energized and it's like, man, give me some more of this. Yeah. And, and we're always trying to figure out how to bring ourselves up to the, the best level of effort that will get us the results we seek. I think, uh, you know, we talk about a lot of people, you know, there's the gimmicks and everything you see, everybody's trying to make weightlifting easier. Well, that doesn't get the results. So it's not going to be easier. If you want the gains, if you want to make progress, find a way mentally and physically to get yourself up to the level you need to be to make a change. That's it. Right. Roger that. Roger that. That's it, buddy. Yes, That's sir. it in a nutshell. That's it. So anyway, all right. Good talk on that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I learned a couple of things myself. I usually always learn a couple of things when I'm on with you guys. Uh, so hope everybody else did too. All right. So check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at ironcompany.com. You can find his latest article, The Anabolic Burst, on our website now under articles. Uh, make sure you visit him on Instagram at, uh, it's at the Marty Gallagher. Thank That's you. his Instagram. And he's got all kinds of things. You've got a lot of things. I think you posted a couple of times on the, um, the workshop that you guys did at Reload. I have no idea. That was a great... Well, you must do it in your sleep then, right? Is that what no, you're I'm just saying about your... the, the posting stuff. No, that is entirely yeah. my 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 wife. Right, she right. is on top of it. She is all over that. She's the engineer in the background yeah. doing I'm all just, the important uh, stuff. Um, they, she calls me Rain Man. They, she just takes, <laughs> takes me to the seminar and says, start talking. There you go. It's perfect. I know. I, I, I remember when uh, Chuck... Uh, Hustled us around town at one time. I went to, I went out to Virginia with you guys. Yeah, you're 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 the guy in the back getting chauffeured around. I've seen it. Uh, uh, where are we? <laughs> Who are these people? Why are they here? What do you want to talk about? <laughs> what day? And is then uh, Stacy's website, functional-strength.org. <laughs> yes, indeed. And she's got uh, she's got links to the podcast. She's got links to articles and all kinds of interesting stuff on there so functional-strength.org and visit ironcompany.com for all your gym equipment and flooring needs right now we're fully stocked on rubber bumper plates um jim steel has had jim how do you like those bumper plates we Love sent them. you some uh 25s right 245s and 225s oh that's right yeah yeah love them yeah. love them they're great i uh, got them down to basement i'm looking at them right now you know what I like about those is they're a virgin rubber. They're very compact. They've got an absolute dead bounce, which is great in a tight area. I mean, uh, you know, the crumb, the crumb now, rubber. Uh, what do you mean when you say dead bounce? Well, there's two, well, there's multiple kinds of bumper plates, but a popular one is made out of crumb rubber, like from, uh, you know, recycled tires and things right? like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're great, but they're, they're thicker, they're bigger. And when you drop them, they bounce all over the place. So if you're in tight quarters training next to somebody, you got to be careful because these things can jump out and hit somebody or whatever. Now ours, the, the virgin rubber, you drop that thing and boom, it just stays put. It's a dead bounce. It's not bouncing all over the place. Right. So think about the differentiation between those two types of products, depending on where you're training. And Jim, you're using them in the basement. Yeah. So it's perfect. Yeah. So it's perfect. Okay. And Hendo uses them. Justin Allen's got them. Uh, so um, military, we sell a lot of those to the military. And then um, new Jim Steele articles. I was just editing the, the next one that's coming up. Uh, it's yeah. about training, summertime training outdoors. It's about time. About time. I only get once a month, Marty. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the big name on the marquee. You know? <laughs> what, 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 you are you what are you talking about in this thing? Just I gave five different uh, workouts to do outside that I've oh. done. And that I think. Uh, all, lift, all, lift, all lifting? No. Oh. Uh, there's some lifting involved, but most of it would be body weight stuff. Okay. Um, so no, it's more like cardio stuff. So you know, right. you weights inside, but then you you come out and you know you do the boss it's, root MMA. Uh, I was going to say like boss drills. Yeah. And you push this. You push the sled. You. Uh, you got know, your sled like, outside. Like yeah, ground yeah, yeah. Training, you do know? you push it? Uh, do you have grade? Do you push it up a hill? No, that's that's fantastic. My my thing is if you get that thing on artificial turf or you get that thing on some gravel, man, it's brutal too. But yeah, grade would be the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could you could also uh, pull it. Yep, just yep. Most of those have the ability to do both. And in my article, I even say Dicks. I went to Dicks. They have a collapsible uh, sled now that you can take with you everywhere. So, yeah, I think you can wear like a harness so you can yep. pull that sucker. Yeah, you can pull. You can like uh, load a bunch of plates on. Yep. The one I'm linking the one that we sell to the military. It's called the Magic Sled. It's uh, it's actually made out of uh, what do you call it? Canvas. So it's like you can put it, you can put it on the turf and run with it, and it's not scraping or you know on the concrete, yeah, it's not scraping and sparking. You should you should uh, harness up both your boys and then sit in it and whip them and make them pull you around the yard. Oh, we did that last night. <laughs> but but get a picture. I'm always I'm yes. always having to bitch at him yes. about giving yeah. me pictures for yeah. his articles. Yeah. That would make a great picture. Yes, yes, yes. Everyone Jim, send some it of this directly to child services. Yeah. Some of this, uh, <laughs> some of your article reminded me of because there's, a, I think you had a playground section. Yep. Um, yeah. When I first started out, <laughs> I was just like, I didn't have a gym. I was in Thermont when I started. This was like 1984, and I remember there was a bowling alley down there and a, a park right across the street, and I would just go and and the the merry-go-round. I'd grab a hold of that thing and push that thing as hard as I could and do pull-ups nice. and do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. That's how I started. Yep. So this is kind of a back to basics article, but out in the sun and out in the beautiful nature. Yes. Out in the heat. No naked stuff though. Loin cloth only. <laughs> or like David Lee Roth, naked no. chaps. You know, like, no, chaps. like uh, chaps. With them Ted, uh, Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. Yeah, Motor City Madman. Yeah, with the you need a raccoon tail. Yeah. <laughs> and then your website, bossbarbell.com. B-A-S-B-A-S-Barbell. Yep. 
com, and uh, all kinds of stuff is going on there. So go check that out. Not just training, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Hunting and shooting and all kinds of good stuff. Okay. Good stuff. Good deal, guys. That all was right. very informative, and we appreciate it. All right. Thank, Thank you. Later. All right. Thank see you. you. Bye.